Super Talk Mississippi media production. Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWG Employer Services You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. What's up? It's a Tuesday afternoon with you. This is Sports Talk Mississippi, complete with bubbles popping and everything. That was a big old bubble you blew right there before we came on the air. Hey, Dad. I I, I like to I like bubble gum. That is very juvenile. Of right here. You, I would expect absolutely nothing less whatsoever. Richard Cross, Brian Haydad, Michael okay. Borky with you in the Pearl River Resort Studio. Pearl River Resort, the home of the sports book at the Golden Moon Casino. PearlRiverResort.com. Ceasefire text line is open, 601-879-4395. Love to hear from you. I, I have something that I need to get off my chest. Um, we should probably call this like an October 3rd Festivus. Just, I just, uh, this is a bit of an All airing right. of, I have, a, I have an airing okay. of grievance, grievance I need to. Settle engage. in, buddies. Let's go. I am weary of two things, and and I think they're related. They're not exactly the same, but they're very much related. The need for businesses to tack on a convenience fee for the right to use a debit card or a credit card. You know... We paid with credit cards, and we paid with debit cards for a really, really, really long time. And it was the job of the business who provided the ability for you to pay and do business with them at your convenience. They paid the fee. It jumped the shark for me today. Like, there have been places where I'm like, really? Just bury the cost somewhere. If it if 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 it is that important to you to recover that two point one percent or three percent or four percent, if you're really bad at negotiating, you have really small transactions, whatever it is. If it's that important to you, add that percentage to the cost of your food or the items that you sell, where I never know that I'm paying it and you are still compensated. I don't need to know at checkout time that for the convenience of being able to use my plastic, 
you're going to charge me an additional 4% because you don't want to pay it. I get that you don't want to pay it, but you kind of chose to be a business owner. And one of the things, that, that has to go in your budgeting. So either hide the charge or eat it. This is the part where it jumped the shark. I went through a fast food drive through this afternoon. Oh. And there was a sign above the speaker that said, if you pay with a debit or credit card, we will. there will be a surcharge that will not exceed the amount we are charged. Just stop. Just stop. There's a cost of doing business. There's a cost of running businesses. That is one of the expenses that you have to take as a business owner. But you know what? So It's so common now that we don't even push back on it. We just kind of roll our eyes and pay it. So tomorrow, I, I, I may be late tomorrow, by the way, uh, because I have to take my daughter to Jackson for a doctor's appointment. She has a, a medical procedure, right? Mm-hmm. And they have that, four percent. Which you know, when you're when you're going to, to McDonald's, you know, four percent, you know, it's like an extra fifty cents or what, whatever, right? I'm going to the doctor's office. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I think I have. To, I think the, the total tomorrow is like six hundred and fifty, seven hundred dollars. Uh, I got to pay another four percent. But here's the thing. All right. So, if you know anything about credit card processing and and merchant services, four percent mm-hmm. is a really really high fee. Nobody, no mm-hmm. business gets charged 4% unless your average transaction size is very small. So if you have a convenience mm-hmm. store or a fast Which food restaurant. Which it shouldn't be. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you have a convenience store or a fast food restaurant, you, you should be able to negotiate better than 4%. Mm-hmm. But that may not be outlandish for that size transaction. You are being screwed by that doctor's office because there is no I'm not, way. I'm not being screwed by. They are paying I'm not being 4%. screwed by anything. My wife said we're writing a check. It's like beautiful, nineteen ninety seven all over again. No well, problem. Whatever. And then the other thing. So I, I said these two things are kind of related. Tipping is completely out of control. Yep. I, yep. And, and look, I, I say that this as someone who prides myself on being a good tipper. But I want to tip because I believe the service justified extra compensation for the person who provided it. Not because you shame me into it. Not because you refuse to pay your employees enough to cover whatever they need to be paid. Well, Richard, then we're just going to roll it into the... You know what? I, I will admit this on the radio. If I'd had cash, I would have... I did not have cash on me. This weekend, I stayed at a downtown hotel in Houston. And I valet parked. It was $62 a night to valet park. I didn't have any cash handy, and normally I would run to the uh, ATM, but I just like, you know what? No. No, you're charging me $62 a night to park my car. You can pay your employees. I, I have never understood that one. The, the hotel charges you to park your car at the hotel that you're staying at. I've never gotten that. Like I don't, I don't understand the, the logic. I mean, it's you a big city thing, and they can get away with it. They yeah, don't own parking spaces. Oh, I don't. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I get that they can get away with it, 
But there's no way you can look me in the eye and explain why that's a reasonable business practice. Well, and, and the thing is, I mean, if they don't charge you specifically for parking, which they're having to pay, by the way, they're having to pay far less than they're charging you. You know, if they yeah. have to co-op with a parking garage. $60 a night is ridiculous. Just I don't care where you Roll stay. it into my room. Just roll it into yeah. the room cost. I don't need to. But, but again, I just was, it's just out of control. You're so correct in that. If I tell you that the room is $250 a night, you're like, okay, well, that's the price of the room. But when I tell you the room is $200 a night and it's $50 a night for parking, that's when you go, what's going on here? Nobody questions it when it's just one price. Nobody questions it. But when you say it's this plus you got to pay for this, that's when people get mad. Businesses would save themselves so much headache if they would just charge us more, but just say that's the price. Yeah. And everything else is included. If you're telling me, because then you say, it's $250 a night, but I got free parking for three nights. It sounds like I got a deal. <laughs> I took this is a great start to the show. I couldn't be happier. Yeah, it is. Uh, on the tipping thing, I took James to a, uh, a self-serve frozen yogurt place in, in uh, a couple miles from my neighborhood. <laughs> The, the, the I'm right there with you. Yourself. I, 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 know the, I know exactly. You know, go I'm ahead, please. With this. Go, go ahead. The go girl ahead, working did not look up from her cell phone. I walked in. She didn't acknowledge us. There's nobody in there. It's just he and I walk in. She does not look up from her cell phone until after I get the cup myself, fill it up with the ice cream that James likes myself, go up to their topping side and put the toppings that he wants on it myself. I put it on the scale to weigh it myself. And then she takes my card and turns the screen around, and there's three options, 15%, 18%, 20%. And to say no tip, there's a tiny little button underneath the percentages. And I thought, what am I tipping you for? You watched TikTok for the last five minutes. But, That's when you just ask, like, do I get the no, tip? I, 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 do I, I hit no. And I hate that I, I did I, that, but like, I hit no. She did nothing for me. No, no, you're me. right. You're right. You should ask, like, am I getting the tip? Because I did all the work. Every second you, of work. You're getting paid extra to sit here? No, no, absolutely not. And then after, because we, we spilled on the cheap. table, and right. I cleaned the table afterwards. Like, I did everything in there. Real quick, Paula Hernando says, use, use check or cash and shut up. All right, so, hotel story. You guys know that I go with, with three buddies every year. To Who the carries e- that kind of cash? I know, I know, understand, understand. We go to the SEC Championship not even every, you. every year. And specifically had pulled out cash to pay for whatever. It's like, okay, so nobody has to put it on their credit card or, or whatever. And so we go to check out on Sunday morning, and we go to the desk. And let's just say it was like three nights. Let's just say it was $300 a night for the room. I, I don't know what it costs. So let's just say it was $900 fees and everything, or, or $886. We peel it out, hand them nine $100 bills. I, I'm sorry, sir. We We don't take cash. I was like, well, you're going to have to figure out how to because that's $900 to pay for the room that we just had. But we we, we don't like cash. I, I'm sorry. That's a you problem because this is how I'm going to compensate you for where I just laid I my head for the last like three nights. Things, you know? Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I, I I just, I don't know. I just, I, I needed, we needed to discuss that. And I feel like there are a lot of you that are driving along right now, and you're shaking your head, and you're absolutely like, yep, 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 that's that's true. That's true. Dwayne says, Richard, were you at the strip club using cash? No, no, Dwayne, I wasn't. That's the and last said, bastion of capitalism right there. I said I, I, I said hundreds, not ones, Dwayne. 
<laughs> Not I mean, come once, on, man. Goodness gracious. All right, Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll back with you. We'll talk some sports right after this. Maybe. Sports Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. Your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State. How do you like that? I love it. On Super Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi, thanks for being with us. You can join us on the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395. Mike in Chicago says, hey, sports boy, you are way off on payments. It's going to get way worse when the system changes to all digital. Been in tech banking for 10 years, trust me. Hey, I, sports boy. <laughs> well, well, hey, tech banking How are you boy? way off? I'm not really sure what I'm way off about. I wasn't saying the system didn't exist. I just said I don't like the system, and I think it's ridiculous. And and my solution is this, and, and you, you can like this or not like this. For example, Kenny and Wesson says that, um, he said, we get charged 2.9% for credit card. Not a restaurant. When a customer has a $54,000 charge on a credit card, I charge the customer. Not every customer pays the card, so I can't find a $2,000 fee. And I said, one, if your average charge is $54,000 and you're paying 2.9%, you're getting screwed by your credit card processor. And two, I disagree with you, but if you're a business owner, I guess you have to decide that for yourself. Um, anyway. If if everything, if we had to pay for everything in cash, it would change how everybody lives and and votes and stuff. More gallo tomorrow at six. But if taxes weren't allowed to get taken out of our paychecks, and you had to write a check for your annual taxes once a year, everybody would dramatically look at our country, the way it's run, and who runs it differently. Everybody. Yeah, Ray Kenny on the says coast. they just pass Mississippi. along the charge. Go, go ahead. Sorry about that. Ray on the coast says Mississippi Coast Coliseum and the Shucker Stadium no longer take cash for their convenience, so they don't have to deal with it. But they charge you the percentage anyway. I have not returned to either and will not. So that's rough. They won't take cash, but they still charge you the convenience fee for the credit card, which is the only way to pay. You can make a scene with these people, by the way, because cash is legal tender for all debts, public and private. It says so right on the cash. Mm-hmm. So if you go somewhere and they're like, hey, we don't take cash, you'd be like, well, I'm walking away, buddy. I offered you cash and you said no. And and they say, okay. That's insane. I mean, I, that, that you can't pay Ole cash Miss- and they still charge you for using your card? That's insane. All of Ole Miss's stadiums are cashless. They're, it's fine that they're cashless, but if you're still going to charge. But again, like I said, you can raise, you can raise that stink legally. I, and, and and you're, again, now you're a jerk if you do it, but... Again, here's my point, though. And I, I mean, have you guys seen reverse ATM machines? 
If you have cash and they only take cards, you can insert yeah. cash into the ATM machine and they'll put money back on your card. It, it, it's insane. Um, I understand that businesses say, I can't afford to eat that. Okay. Bury it in the cost of the product and charge me a flat number. I'll be your huckleberry. It's fine, right? Whatever. But don't tell me when I'm paying you that I have to pay you more for the convenience of paying with my card. Factor that into the cost of your product when you set the cost of your product. If you sell chicken sandwiches, make your chicken sandwich cost, let's say it's a $3 chicken sandwich. Raise the price of it by 5%. If you're selling swimming pools, right? and I, you want to give me the option to pay with a credit card, then build 2.5% into the cost of the pool. What? Well, I just, anyway. Oh, here we go. Adam. Business Talk Mississippi today. That's right. I tell all my customers cash gets a better price and goes to the front of the line. Okay. And, and that's that's your prerogative, right? And, and, I mean, if that's how you want to negotiate, then, then so be it. But the truth is, all right, when, when you give, like, you go to one of those gas stations where they're like, cash price, cash price, and it's seven cents a gallon cheaper. It's not really that they're giving you a cash price. That's the price they're charging to make the money that they need to make. And then they just upcharge it and say, uh, it's just, we're just giving you a cash price if you pay with cash. No, you're not. You're just adding a surcharge and you're calling it something different. Anyway. Power companies do it. Every time I use my card to pay my electric bill, it's an extra 2.5%. That's right. That's right. All right. Uh... So, good Tuesday afternoon. Glad to be with yeah. you. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV. Thanks for being with us. Uh, as I told you earlier, the ceasefire text line is open. Many of you are engaging already. 601-879-4395. Where would you boys like to start? Let's start with uh, the press conference last night. I, I think that um, it could be nothing, it could be something, but it is definitely... Interesting. So we talked yesterday about how Zach Arnett, after the game, was asked about Will Rogers' second interception with a minute to go in the first half when they were trying to go down the field and score when they were down two touchdowns. Rogers made a bad decision. Alabama scores. Kind of felt like it ended the game right there, honestly. And he said after the game that, in hindsight, he should have taken a knee and gone into the locker room down 14. And we talked about how that, you know, no, be confident in the decision you made. Your veteran quarterback screwed up. It doesn't make the decision wrong. His offensive coordinator last night said the exact opposite thing that the head coach said after the game. Here's Kevin Barbe. There was like a minute three left, um, and we had used our timeouts to try to get us an opportunity. And I think in games like that, you know, you got to be as aggressive as you can. And so, um, you know, sure, can you look back and go, well, we, we could have ran the ball there and, and then, you know, gone to halftime. Um, you know, that wasn't the type of game that we needed to play uh, to beat Alabama. We needed to be aggressive. So, you know, I'd do it again. Um, and, you know, uh, hopefully uh, we wouldn't turn the ball over again. Uh, diametrically opposed to what Zach Arnett said after the game. 
not wrong. He's right. You want to beat Alabama? You can't take I, knees going to the locker room down 14. You got to maximize your possessions. You got to go score. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm supposed to make this a hot take, and oh well, there's a rift between the head coach and the assistant coach, and whatever. My guess is that Kevin Barbe doesn't know that Zach Arnett said what he said in his press conference specifically about that end of game situation. Am, am I wrong? What was the was the question I mean, phrased in the way of like, "Hey, yesterday Zach Arnett said that you guys should have taken a knee. What do you think?" I don't know. I can find out, but I, and I'll find out during the break. But I don't know. But I think I think Arnett is trying really, really hard to not throw players under the bus because the correct answer to that whole thing is. We did the right thing. We made the right decision, but our senior quarterback threw a terrible interception, and that's where we screwed up. Now, obviously, there's a way you can answer that question and not say what I just said, but say what I just said. Simple as, we decided we wanted to go for it, we wanted to be aggressive, we just didn't execute there. We just didn't execute there is code word for Will Rogers threw a terrible interception that he had no business throwing. Do they have timeouts left? I, gosh, I think they had a couple. I think they did. Because I remember thinking, it was like, they got a minute, a couple timeouts. They got time here. Even without okay. timeouts, one minute's enough to get you in at least field goal range. Yeah, Especially the way but... they had moved the ball in the previous drive. They, 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 they had something on out. And the way they moved at the end of the, uh, or the beginning of the third quarter, when they were still in the game, so to speak, they were able to move the ball. Hey, Dad, I just, I don't even think you've got to be as, like, couched as you are. You say, there was a minute seven left in the half, a hundred times out of a hundred trailing yeah. in the game. We're trying to get to a spot where we can get points. It didn't yeah. work out. Sometimes that happens in football. Yeah. There's, That's there's, a, dumb like I said, there's question. a bunch of ways. What is you the can... next dumb question? Anybody? Feel free. I, I would have asked at that point. I would have been like, I'll get in on this at that point. But the, the disconnect yeah, is, yeah. is and, but, but at least Barbe is the, op- the other side there. Yeah, Barbe's the other side there. Barbe is just telling you what the coaches told him at the during the game. At that moment, they're like, "We're going here. We got to go." And Arnett Arnett knows it was the right decision. He's not. He's not. He's not really second guessing himself. He just wanted to try to protect his players, and, and the way he did it is not the right answer for that question. You know what this sounds like, though? Disorganization. That's what that sounds like now. When you've got oh, 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 okay, let me yeah, you're you're not wrong. I, I I'm taking it. I'm, I'm turning this around on me, Borky, right? Because I just said, you know, my assumption is that Barbe didn't know. If we had these diametrically opposed quotes coming out of College Station, I would react differently. Yeah, we all right. would. Mm-hmm. We'd be like, ah, we told you it was coming. Here it is, Jimbo and Bobby Petrino, first blow up. Would that be an overreaction? Probably. We'll be right back. Sports Talk Mississippi in the Pearl River Resort Studio. Okay. Let's go. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. Start yourself. Sports Talk Mississippi. On Super Talk Mississippi. What?
Welcome back, Sports Talk Mississippi, with you streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. Ceasefire text line open 601 879 4395. So, um, let's go back to. I, I kind of flipped. Bork, Bork, you were making a point, and I interrupted you, and I apologize for that. That's I know all right. I do it. I know I do it on the regular. But it just hit me when you said what you said. Hold on a second. I just said, ah, Barbe didn't know about this. But if it weren't so close to home, if it weren't Mississippi State that we were talking about, partly because of their histories, that's what makes it different. Mm-hmm. But if we were talking about Bobby Petrino and Jimbo Fisher, oh, man, we'd be like wallering around in laughter Yeah, over this. <laughs> and, and, you know, even if wouldn't, wallering. Wouldn't, wouldn't you be wallering, hey, Dad? I'd be wallering. Oh yeah, get get my Texas eight and four graphic out ready. Um, it would be out, yes. And they still might end up being that way. I mean, another loss this weekend, and you know they still got to they got to go to Oxford, and it's They're possible. On their way. But anyway, yeah. um, he, Hayden's probably right. I, I would guess Has that he's right. Has conveniently where... forgotten that they gave up half a hundred to Miami? Yes. They yes, have. everyone has conveniently forgotten okay. that. Yes. Just yeah. making sure. Sorry, they have. I'm um, good with that. Just keep on forgetting. Everybody will be reminded this weekend. Spoiler alert. Everybody's going to be reminded Ooh. this weekend. Ooh, bit of a hot uh, take oh. there. Yeah, I think AM's going to really struggle to score uh, this weekend. Might be a low-scoring game, like 17-14. I'm talking, like, ugly. Like, not fun to watch. But, mm. hey, that's probably right. And Arnett probably was just doing everything he could after the game to not throw his quarterback under the bus. It's probably true. But as a fan sitting here... Listening to head coach describe a decision he made after the game, uh, saying that he would have done it differently. And then the next day, I guess two days later, technically, um, the offensive coordinator says, I would do it the exact same way again. Head coach saying, I wouldn't have done it that way. We should have taken a knee. Play caller saying, I would have done it again. That's exactly what you have to do to win that game. The, the the total opposite messaging coming from the top of your program, even if it's not true, speaks to disorganization. And then when you look at the way the teams played every week, and the messaging is all over the place, it, it should make a fan wonder, what the heck's going on inside of that building? Team doesn't play well. Two different messages coming out of the top of the program. Team doesn't play well. What else can they think when that kind of stuff is going? That's why messaging is so have important. We got, have we got the Zach Arnett audio still? G- give me one second, yes. Okay. I, I want to listen to that because I want to go back and, and listen one more time to his tone when he said it. Because I, I, I think that matters. When, when I listened to this the first time, I will admit it was like 1 o'clock in the morning on Saturday night going back and watching his post-game press conference after it was all said and done. And and I don't remember the exact tone, but I, what I'm wondering, what I'm listening for, j- just so you know as you hear this, is it one of those, I don't know, maybe next time we just need to down the ball. Like one of these exasperated frustrations. Well, almost every answer from Saturday night is some version of that, I will tell you. And so should we take what Zach Arnett said, even though he is the head coach, 
and is responding to a question, should we take what he said with a grain of salt there? Or is this a lesson that is, is this another lesson that goes in the book of lessons in year one as a head coach? I'll be honest, like right now, Zach Arnett press conference after a loss. I, I think I talked about it. He's just a live wire at that point. You, know, you don't touch. He, he's like a down power line almost. Yeah, just, but, but but you know what? That's not okay. He's hey, so that, emotional. That, that, no, no, I agree. Okay. I agree with you. I agree with that. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. I'm just telling you that that's what he is. All right, let's let's hear. Borky, Borky seems to have the audio here. Minute drill, and then you throw an interception the first play and give him a short field. Uh, so poor poor job game management by the head coach. Should have should have took a knee, went into half, had the ball coming out of halftime. At least you're down 14. And then we're going to halftime down 21. So really poor job by the head coach. Yeah, I mean, that, that's... I feel like he's wearing it, and he doesn't really believe what he's saying. But he didn't say that where it was like dripping with sarcasm, right? I, and again, I, I think Haydad's right. I think he just doesn't want to throw his quarterback under the bus. I think he's trying to just take the blame off of him and put it on himself. But man, w- when your offense coordinator basically the next day says something opposite, it just it it screams to disorganization. It does, and it, it's. You know, similar to, because I, I got a text just now about that, um, a buddy of mine comparing it to Lane Kiffin during the Alabama week. What, what Lane Kiffin said in a press conference and tweeted didn't impact the outcome of the game. Ole Miss got beat because they got beat. They got, they got dominated up front. They didn't play well, but it wasn't because of what was said in a press conference. But the, the way Lane kind of trolled and stuff Alabama made it look unserious. Well, that was that was my take the next week is he, he approached that game in an unserious fashion. And so when you lose, it may it really puts a microscope on the way you conducted yourself, right? Didn't do that this week. Even if they would have lost, it would have felt different because he didn't troll Brian Kelly. He didn't do any of that stuff. He just coached. Yeah. And so what Zach Ornett says in a press conference after the game, probably trying to protect his quarterback, and what Kevin Barbet says to the media on on Monday, that didn't that doesn't change the outcome of any game. It changes nothing. It, absolutely nothing. They're probably on the same page. But when they when they do that and they lose, it magnifies every little decision they make. Because it seems disorganized the way the same way Kiffin seemed unserious. There is no So just this. just to just to clarify, by the way, finally got I got a response here. Uh, the, when the question was asked, there was no mention of Arnett and what he had said. The question was basically just, do you feel like you should have been more conservative at the end of the half? You know what happens in Tuscaloosa? You know what happens in Oxford? You don't talk to the assistants. For, for, for a you guy who worked in Tuscaloosa, there is one voice for the program. Yeah. But I, I and, do and like hearing from it, them. Oh, no, 100%. I do, too. I do, too. But if you're a head coach and you want to avoid something like this, that's the way you end it. If you got a question about our program, it comes to me. You'll have a chance to talk to our student-athletes in supervised settings, but I, I speak for our program. So he says, uh, you guys are reaching. He blames coaches when they lose, credits players when they win. Go listen to his Arizona post game. He blamed coaches in that game, too. It's just what he does. Okay, that, that's fine. But and, and we're not trying to create something that doesn't exist, 
But it is worth a conversation because I'll go back to what I said a second ago. If we had these two sound bites coming out of College Station with Jimbo saying one thing right after a game and 48 hours later Bobby Petrino saying something that was completely different, we absolutely would be talking about it, as would everybody else in America. Mm-hmm. They just would. And I, I know now a $3 million a year salary is, is low in the SEC, but you are paid three million dollars a year well, to coach and coach and, well. If it's yeah, if it's constantly your fault, then then people are going to wonder, well, what are you doing here? John and Meridian says you guys are making too much out of that. Arnett was emotional and frustrated. Barbe was pragmatic. First year head coach. WTF moment. He will learn for this. Well, he better. Yeah, that's I a good point too. Arnett's Barnett Barbe's being asked about it on Monday. Arnett's being asked about it an hour after it happened. But if I mean, if an hour after a game happened, you not an the, hour, but we, whatever. The, the the spin is well, he's just in his emotions. Well, then how are you coaching games? I, I mean, how many success? Do you think Nick Saban gets mad? But he is steady for four quarters. That's why he's successful. You you think Nick Saban coaches emotionally? I understand what you're asking, but it's hard to say no. Because if you watched him on the sideline, like that was a different version of Nick Saban this Saturday than what you saw last Saturday. If you watched Nick Saban on the sideline against Ole Miss, he was in cold-blooded killer mode. In Tuscaloosa two weeks ago, and on... Saturday night in Tuscaloosa or in Starkville, he was in rip everybody a new one mode. Have you noticed that difference of him on the sidelines? Maybe. Now, Borky, I, th- I do think what you're asking is does his decision making change based on emotion? That's what I mean. Yes. And I don't, I don't, I don't think it does. I don't, I don't think. think. No. But good golly to his. Facial expressions and <laughs> reamings and all of the other stuff. Boy, those change from game to game. So, so Notre Dame released uh, a video of the highlights from the end of the Duke game, and you could hear coaches in the headset. It's actually an awesome video. You can hear the communication. It is incredible. Mm-hmm. I wish that we could have gotten that from Nick Saban and Lane Kiffin uh, at any point. Just what Nick would say to Lane during games. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Got another text to read for you when we come back. Hey, guys. What happened? What the heck are you doing? Sports Talk Mississippi, on your radio and in the game. Sports Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi with you. I was trying to decide whether to say something that would make Brian Haydad so incredibly uncomfortable. Wait, you want to lead the segment with the ouster of the Speaker of the House? Yeah, I mean, I was just thinking <laughs> about 
what, oh, what a clown show Washington is. What's your take on McCarthy? Hey, Dad? I agree with what Richard just said, what a clown show Washington is. I mean, it's like, you know, we, we can now wear hoodies and shorts to, uh, to the Senate chambers, and uh, decorum is gone, and because our egos are big, we can oust the speaker that was voted in, but hey, let's vote him out. I mean, like this is like this is almost an apolitical statement. What what I'm about to say. It doesn't matter if the Republicans win the election in 13 months. They're gonna screw it up, even if they win it. No, I, no, I'm not saying it won't be better than it is right now. Depending on how you feel politically, not trying to persuade you one way or the other. Not on this show. I'm not. But there's no leadership. You got freaks on the left and you got freaks on the right. Here I am stuck in the middle with you. I'm sorry. Um, all right, this was the uh, this was the text that I was gonna. I don't think I made. Hey, that is as uncomfortable as I thought I was going to. You have you can't make me uncomfortable talking about what a bunch of losers run this country. Mm. I'll I'll get on board with that. Yeah. Um. It really is disappointing. Uh, take your like. I hope you're being funny with your sports only, like message. Okay, I hope. Well, he also said that if Bill Simmons isn't in our podcast lineup, I'm not sure I can. I mean, Borky, if you want to do a version of the rewatchables, I would be totally in for that. Man, we did uh, Game of Thrones recaps on Monday when when that was the most popular thing in the world. I wish I had been part of it. Wish I had fun. been part of it. Richard would give me five minutes and just say, "Get it out of the way, just get it out of the way," and then we're. That was just you, right? You didn't. You didn't have anybody didn't to have bounce anybody off. Else. Of. I could have been me. there. We could have had a. Whole, we could have sold that segment. What is dead may never die. Brought to you by whoever. <laughs> and, and don't you love how what I said a second ago was down the middle enough that I've managed to make everybody. You made mad? everybody mad. I, I angered everyone. Everybody, everybody says. Everybody says they want. Why can't we just be more towards the middle? Nope. Nobody wants the middle. Nobody uh, wants the middle. Don't this was the message yourselves. that I was going to read. I know there was a lot of hype around Mississippi State football this year, but you have to remember you have a first-time head coach cutting his teeth in the SEC. That is a recipe for disaster. They will be lucky to win five games this year, not to mention a complete change of offensive philosophy. Okay, timeout just for a second. You, sir or madam, may very well have been saying that in May, June, July, and August. But we discussed that a lot, a lot, in May, June, July, and August. And it was made abundantly clear to us, hey, Dad, that, hmm. nah, what a big deal. First-year head coach is going to be fine. He's handling it well. Change in offensive philosophy, eh, veteran quarterback, and it's not that big of a change. It would be harder if you were going from pro style to air raid than air raid to pro style. Not losing Emmanuel Forbes. I mean, look, there are a lot of good pieces. Safety is a little bit of a concern. Like, like none of these were concerns. We, we talked about that over and over. There was no reason for concern about any of these things. Unless I'm misremembering. Well, I mean, there were concerns, but they weren't they're going to play like this concerns. I mean, I had them two and three at this point. I did. 
but I didn't have them two and three the way they're two and three. <laughs> you, there you are, are different still kinds of two and that. three. I am. I'm going. I mean, until I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm right. Right? Isn't that yeah. correct? Yeah, but you also so, said Ole Miss and State were going to both be three and three at the same time. I did. I, I'm wrong. I'm, I, my Ole Miss predict, prediction has changed drastically. Yeah. What do you but, think? What, what is your Ole Miss prediction now? It's nine and three right now. Hmm. Arkansas. If I get new Auburn, information. You, you think they lose? I think they'll, to they'll, they'll, A&M they'll lose Georgia. to Georgia, and I, I think they'll lose. To, I think they're going to lose to A&M. I, I could be wrong on A&M. A&M is a total toss-up game for me. Hey, by the way, by the way, I am, I am now, and I know it's later in the year, but I am in the camp now for what is going to happen. Ole Miss is beating Texas A&M in the same way I was last mm-hmm. year in the offseason about that Kentucky matchup when we thought Kentucky yeah. was going to be good last year. I'm I'm solidly yeah. in that Ole Miss is beating okay. A&M on November. You could be right. So the question is, are they beating Arkansas and are they beating Auburn and are they beating Mississippi State? Because if that's the case, they're going ten and two. Yeah. But who are they? Who are they? LSU's defense, oh, despite its flaws, is better than Tulane's. Better athletes on it anyway. Well, they're they? he- they're healthy offensively for one thing. That's part of that who is they true. Are. But they got whooped up front that night. Didn't on Saturday? They did. Offensive line was better. Much better. defense was worse. Well, in fact, let's pick up. Let's pick that conversation up on the other side of this break. Sports Talk Mississippi in the Pearl River Resort. Now back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Say that again, please. Say now back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Sorry, poorly timed joke. Completely inappropriate. Super Talk Mississippi. Ceasefire text line is hopping today. You can be part of the conversation. 601-879-4395. Do you know about Connect and Protect from Ceasefire? It's the uh, new plan that is good for you and for your kids. The phone your kids want with easy-to-use parental controls for you. It's just $30 a month with auto pay. Learn more at ceasefire.com. Ceasefire, customer inspired. Sports Talk Mississippi coming to you from the Pearl River Resort Studios. Pearl River Resort is the home of the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, two 18-hole championship golf courses, the Oaks and the Azaleas, and it's available to you. And next week, oh, my. Oh, my. Highs in the 70s, lows in the low 50s. You play in the morning, you're probably going pants, and they, uh, I don't know, a little quarter zip. I said quarter zip, boy. Um, yeah, a sweater if a you prefer. quarter zip. Um, Q-zip. Uh, you, you, you want to go in the afternoon? That's right, little Q-zip. Uh, you want to go in the afternoon? You can. Uh... <laughs> little Tunchy. That's where that came from, go. wasn't it? Uh, yes. Playing shorts in the afternoon. Whatever you, you're going to enjoy it, regardless. Um, I promise you, you're going to enjoy it. Book your tea time online at dancingrabbitgolf.com. So. Here, here's your sampling. I'm going to read these straight through with no comment on any of them. Russ from Tupelo. How about those Texas Rangers? Next message. A wounded hog could be dangerous. George and West Point. 
It will be what it will be, and MSU will end up 3-9, and nine, not 9-3. Nine and three. Ole Miss beats Georgia, but loses to State or Auburn. Georgia wins national title. Um, to be honest, I can see Oof. Ole Miss at 11-1 or 9-3. CeCe says McCarthy out, and word is they're trying to nominate and vote in Taylor Swift. What do you think she'd pull at right now if she announced a run for the presidency? Hi. She'd win. Really? Really, like, shockingly, like, wait, we live in a society where there is a poll that is this high. High. Yes. I said we were going to read all of them with no comments. <laughs> Had to. Oh, well. Great, great comic strip somebody sent to us. Um, question about the app. Receipt from a bet that was made with Haydad back in February. And Strider on a tractor in Indianola. People don't forget and love that picture, Strider. But Actually, that's an old picture, but I'm just pretending it's new. He says, move on. Politics and business was earlier today, guys. It's true. Somebody take little quarter, zip, say, take quarter zip's mic. <laughs> little Q-zip. Little Q-zip. Q-zip. It's just better that we, way. We, we got to bring that closer together. Mm-hmm. So it's little Q-zip. Yeah. Oh, I like that. So, and David says you better buy golf balls now. The Taiwan plant that supplies 80% of the United States golf balls burned down. Yeah, I saw that. That's going to be tough on the golf economy. Oh, God, really? Yeah, seriously. That's yeah. not good. That happened. Yeah. It's a real thing. So go stock up on not good. Pro V1Xs now, I guess. Or the Kirkland Signature. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to head out right after we get done with the show here. I'll head over to Academy and I'm going to buy them up like uh, people bought toilet paper during the pandemic. I mean, you can come to me if you want to. premium? I'm going to sell them for a premium, yeah. Good. As you should. Capitalism, baby. But you teased it before the break, and, you know, you're not wrong at all. So, Kiffin during the game, it's funny, Kiffin during the game on that, you know, mid-quarter sideline interview basically said, not a whole lot that we can do personnel-wise on defense because they're just better than us there. And then after the game, in, in, in his press conference on Sunday, because he's doing three, po- he's doing a post game, a Sunday, and a Monday press conference now. For a guy that hates the media, he's doing a lot of media. But essentially said, when you give up that many points in yards, it's not just personnel. That, that they did things poorly uh, as well, which it, it's true. They've got to get better there. I mean, Arkansas, I assume, from listening to Sam Pittman, is going to want to line up and run right at Ole Miss and say, beat us. Because they did that last year and it worked. Now, basically, the entire Ole Miss defense is different from a year ago, including the play caller. So, apples to lawn chairs, not even apples to oranges. <laughs> but that is that they just saw on Saturday, by far. And I don't, I don't think it's. I mean, by far, by far, the best collection of offensive talent that they will see this year and that they could see this year. I mean, you, you, if you want to compare LSU's offensive talent, now remember, offensive talent. You are making comparisons between them and USC with the reigning Heisman Trophy winner. Or Ohio State with Marvin Harrison Jr. State fans, you saw it too. They have good enough line play for sure. Maybe not the best offensive line in the country, but it's certainly good enough. They're elite at this point at quarterback. Elite at quarterback. Really, really good at tight end. And elite with at least their one and two wide receivers. Elite, like among the best in the country. They've got two that are elite, and a third that would be a one receive a number one receiver on half the teams in the SEC, and a number two on the rest yeah. of them. And, and Lacey, Lacey's really, really good. 
And so it's all downhill from here for Pete Golding's defense. They've got to be better, of course, but it will not be any more difficult than it was on Saturday night. Absolutely not. I think we got two different conversations going at the same time. But because it was all, it all stemmed from your question, what is Ole Miss? So, what about the bad defense sandwich? Right? So, pretty bad against Georgia Tech. Gave up nearly 500 yards in that game. Won it. And, and, and won it comfortably and made plays when they had to. Really, really good against Alabama. Ole Miss's defense against Alabama by any measure you want to take was really good. Yes. Gave up a couple of big plays in the passing game. That, that, that is that is true. But but in terms of like overall grade, what do you what do you give them up? Like a solid B for the defensive Easily. performance against Alabama? I would go B Maybe plus. Maybe a B plus. Yeah. yeah. B plus, okay. yeah. Gave up a couple of busted coverages late that kind of cost him the game, but man, it was two twenty-five through the air and under three per carry on the ground, on the and, road. And then against against LSU, the defense was a D for the game, maybe a D minus for the game. But there was a bonus question at the end of the test that allowed you to bump your. Your your grade your final grade on the test by a full letter grade, and so because of what they did at the end of the game when they had to have stops and they got them, I think you probably bump them up to a C, with an asterisk, like there was a bonus question an asterisk. So what is this defense going to be going forward? Saturday's a really good test, isn't it? I think, I think, I think so. Saturday is a good test to answer that question because you're Especially playing. When you consider what they did last year. Well, yeah. I mean, I know last year is last year, but you want that's the, when there are games that you're like, we want a re- redemption, we want revenge for what happened last year. And if mm. you don't get it, it looks bad. It's like ah, you, you circled this game and you didn't, you didn't get the job done. I mean, if you're Ole Miss, you're thinking we want to, we want to make them look bad, yeah. off, offensively, because they, they they ran through you last year. So, why, why is Arkansas a good test? Because they're when they're clicking, they're, they're a good offense, but they're also an offense that can go the other way. They have mm-hmm. an experienced veteran quarterback who has previously mm-hmm. lit Ole Miss up, although he did that mm-hmm. when he had an elite receiver. Arkansas's mm-hmm. best tight end, freshman tight end, who was putting up huge numbers, is out. They've got mm-hmm. better speed at wide receiver than maybe they're getting credit for, but they certainly don't have the playmakers that LSU had. Offensive line is not as good. Oh, it's not as good as an undersell. It's bad. Yeah, it's not good. But they're but they are still they're the they're a little bit different than LSU. They're a physical football team. They want to run the football first. They want to put it down your throat a little bit. LSU is a little bit more finesse. You would say they're more about the passing game. So that's why it's a good test. It's it's the it's the opposite test. Physically though, he does. No, they they can run the ball, but that's you wouldn't call them a power offense. Arkansas with Jefferson the way he runs and Sanders and the way he runs that's a power offense. In theory, it is. An execution, not so much. Yeah. Yeah. You know, is Rocket Sanders fully healthy? Does he have a better game this week? Is their offensive line play any better? I, I don't know. So so I, I think I think Saturday, the Ole Miss defense matched up with the Arkansas offense is, I think that's a, a fascinating case study. 
So that's one of the two conversations that we've got going. Then the other conversation is about the Ole Miss offense. So, again, back to the original question that Borky asked, what is Ole Miss? And I go back to what I said at the end of the the 3 o'clock hour. For for one, they're healthier than they have been. I want to see – I've used this example a bunch in the past. When you play a skins game in golf, a lot of times you have to validate. So, like, if you win a hole, to collect the actual skin, you have to make – par or better, or bogey or better on the next hole, depending on what rules you're playing by. Um, Ole Miss's offense was elite. Like, as good as we've seen nationally on Saturday. Part of that is LSU's defense has really struggled. But I think we need to see Ole Miss validate the skin that they won last Saturday, this Saturday against Arkansas. Can they still protect the football? Can they still run the football when they want to? Can they make plays in the passing game? Can they put points on the board? Can they convert on third down? Can they convert on fourth down? Can they score in the red zone? We'll see. They should be able to, but we'll see. The sports. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. Sounds good. On Super Talk Mississippi. One, two, get down. Back with you on Sports Talk Mississippi. Ceasefire text line, Zach in Oxford, talking about Arkansas, says they have had our number. That's all we need to say. Have they really, though? I mean, they've won six out of the last ten, but basically the home team has won in this series. Yes, there have been a couple of outlier games. I just hope it lives up to its annual reputation. That's all I care about. I just don't think that matters. There's just so much that's different, man. I mean, think of the Ole Miss defense that played in Fayetteville last year versus the one that will play this year. Among the starters, how many on the Ole Miss defense will start this Saturday that did last Saturday? So, Johnson, Pegues in the middle. Ivy wasn't a starter last year. Assuming J.J. Pegues is okay. Assuming he's okay. Every other defensive lineman, Sands Ivy, who wasn't a starter, is new. Linebackers, all but Sistrunk, are new, and he doesn't start. Well, I guess Kari Coleman as well, depending on how they, sometimes they'll, they'll do Montgomery and Gene Baptiste, you know, Perkins is playing more, but two rotational linebackers return from last year. The other four that play are new. One defensive back returns. Pretty much the rest the of the. Prince. Prince. Pretty much the rest of the secondary is new. Mm-hmm. And Pete Golding. Yeah, it's it's very different. Very I just different. and you know you can't ignore it. The Auburn stuff was really heating up that week. There's no Auburn stuff right now. They're coming off of a, a, a huge high, an emotional John high. John Sokoloff on the phone. Get some Auburn stuff going. It's different. Auburn. Law, By the way, did, did did you hear? What Lane Kiffin said to John Sokoloff on Saturday night? Yeah, hey, that doesn't buy it. Yeah, we, conference. I'm not, I don't buy it. Hey, hey, hey that doesn't so buy it. 
so so Sokolov asks a question, and Lane goes, "Yeah, I bet when uh, when things were trending the wrong way, you tweeted that uh, Ole Miss was going to lose by seven touchdowns." And then when we got it going at the end, I bet you said Ole Miss was going to win. And then he goes, "I'm just messing with you. I wouldn't pick at you if I didn't like you." That's 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 what bullies do. Oh yeah, I really like him. It's fine. No, don't buy it. You know, I mean, do you not honestly think that at this point that's an act? Well, I think everything Kiffin does is an act. So, sure. Well, I hope he keeps acting the way he did on Saturday night when they. Yeah, 50, I'm sure you do. Yeah. What on fifty two on LSU? 50, 52. Fifty two. Fifty five. Oh, fifty five. Fifty five. Yeah, that's right. It's fifty five forty. How do How do I know? You think y'all to remember? It's only been you know three. Everything minutes. about Ole Miss. And, you you know, it's one thing if I know about Ole Miss history. This happened three days ago. Uh, yeah, that's kind of the world you live in. It's okay. Yeah. But and you got to think about what's new with Arkansas too. By the way, to kind of bring the train back on the tracks and keep it chugging. <laughs> Somebody said y'all didn't even watch the game. <laughs> I watched it. Uh, of course you did. What else am I going to do from five? There was nothing else on. There's nothing else happening. I'm watching the game. You like these people on Twitter? I'm just poking the bear. Ah, I watched it as best I could. I did go back and rewatch most of it. Also, Uh, somebody said Richard's sitting up at one o'clock rewatching press conferences, but he doesn't even watch the games. Yeah, sure. Oh, goodness. Um, Bobby and Batesville says, I want to see a healthy Priest, Corn, Harris, Judkins, and Dart, like all of them 90% or better on the field together. Haven't seen that smoke yet. Uh, yeah, I kind of think you did on Saturday. Close. Um, you know, there's word whether you believe it or not that they're still not at what they think their physical ceiling is yet, that they still played. Kind of limited, because you know, Priestcorn didn't. I mean, Priestcorn didn't practice. I mean, he got hurt, had surgery, and so mm-hmm. when when you're not doing anything for four like weeks, eighty-two snaps. Yeah, week. and so there there's still that you know acclimation into football shape. As the old cliche goes, there's being in shape, and then there's being in football shape, and those are two different things. So they they still on Saturday possibly weren't even to their maximum potential. Now, what I love about Harris's game is not the catches. It's kind of weird to say, right? Because he caught a bunch of passes, touchdowns, all that. It's his physicality. They were able to have more success running the football on the edges. Because remember, we talked after the Alabama game, the receivers got beat up in blocking. And Harris wasn't out there. He didn't play, remember, only, what, four snaps total. And when they try to run to the edges and the receivers get blown up the way they did, you're not going to be successful. And so people are mad. Oh, they're just running jet sweeps and they never work. No, they really work in that offense. Running to the edges really works in that offense when it's blocked well. And what what Trey Harris did in the running game cannot be overstated. He's a to- He was a tone setter. And, you know, some people don't like this, but I, I kind of like when, when he would send a DB you know, 10 yards downfield in a run game, he'd let him know about it. He's got an edge to him. He's physical, and he plays he plays mean. And for, for a guy that's 
that's got great hands and, and runs great routes to, to play physical and mean like that, that looked like the wide receivers you're used to seeing at Ole Miss. Because even though Mingo was drafted in the second round, he didn't play with that edge. A.J. Brown played with that edge. Dante Moncrief played with that edge. Laquan Treadwell played with that edge. That, oh, you, you, you want to try to get around me in a run? Okay. I'll bury your back into the ground. That's how those guys played. And that's how Trey Harris played on Saturday. He played mean, and, and that's a compliment. And that's kind of an overlooked part of, uh, of his game on Saturday, is how, he, how good he was in run blocking. You know one thing that I don't think has been talked about enough from Saturday's game that was a checkmark in the positive that has not always been a checkmark in the positive? It was Quinshawn Judkins blocking. And, and Borky, you mentioning blocking is kind of what made that pop into my head. Cole Kubelik put a couple of uh, video clips up online um, about that, that kind of isolated that. And, and he had some one-on-ones with Harold Perkins where he just neutralized him. And it was really impressive. And that is a that is kind of a new dimension to Quinshawn Judkins' game. Um. Let's uh, let's give something away. Let's give away a pair of tickets to the Sanderson Farms Championship. The guy that won yesterday. Yeah. I, t- I told you to email me. You didn't. I will give those tickets to somebody else if you don't email me. I I, I put it in the text. You got it. If you're listening right now, you got to email me because we got to talk to people to get them to you. I just don't have them here to just like send them over. We we've got to deal with the tournament and stuff. So email me, or else I'm giving them to somebody else. The Sanderson Farms Championship is here. It's Mississippi's only PGA Tour event, and Super Talk Mississippi is giving you a chance to see the pros play. Now is your chance to win a pair of tickets. Get ready on the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395. Hey, Dave, give me a number. Five. Thank you. Be the fifth person to text into the ceasefire oh, text line. 500. At, 500. 601 879 4395. The fifth person with this key phrase to win a pair of tickets. The key phrase today is bogey. For more info on how you can buy tickets, go to Sanderson Farms Championship. And we're off. Bogey. Somebody said 500. That was what they text. Okay. All right. Fifth person to text in bogey to the ceasefire text line wins a pair of tickets to the Sanderson Farms Championship. And then you have to send uh, Michael Borky your email address so that we can get you. No, well, I will, I'll send yeah. you mine, and you just you got to reply to me. Okay. Yeah, well. Two. Three. Four. Five. There it is. And five. There you go. All right, we have a winner. We are done. Thank Stop you. Stop immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Don't press send. You're too late. Um, all right, Y'all so- did this yesterday while my mic was out, and I was just like, what are they doing that this making Ace just pop up here on the Ace, Ace, on Ace, the Ace, Ace Like, what's Ace, going on? Over what did he do? Um, there, well, now it's going to be really hard to find the message that I was looking for. SandersonFarmsChampionship.com. Nah. There the it is. What'd you say? I was saying their website. If you didn't win and you want to go, that's how you go. Yeah. SandersonFarmsChampionship.com. Um, 
A lot of talk about Ole Miss beating Arkansas easily. Do you all buy that? Not if they don't play well. Yeah, I mean, that's the caveat. I don't think there's a team in the SEC, and I think I would even include Vanderbilt, where you, you can just, just easily. where you can just show up and roll out your helmets and congratulations, you won. I don't think you can do that in the SEC this year. Uh, and Arkansas absolutely falls into that category because it is an Arkansas team with its back against the wall. We're back. Sports Talk Mississippi. Nothing brings people together and forms a lasting bond like sports. Sports Talk Mississippi. Covering your favorite teams like no one else. On the Super Talk app, supertalk.fm, and on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. The number of spellings for the word bogey that we got was something to behold. There was the actual spelling, B-O-G-E-Y. We got bogey with an I-E. We got boogie. Uh, we got boog. Uh, we got double G's. There, there were a bunch. And we got biggie. We got a few double bogeys written in there. <laughs> oh goodness uh good stuff thanks for uh for participating oh we got bogee b-o-g-e-e uh as to the question will it be easy for Ole Miss hmm Bobby and Batesville says fourth and 25 11 billion overtime games no Ole Miss doesn't beat him. Arkansas easily not ever when it matters and it matters for both teams on Saturday. Arkansas is playing to prove their viability this year. Ole Miss is playing to try and be a one-loss team that still misses the playoffs because our only loss will be to one-loss Alabama, as our luck goes anyway, but I digress. Uh, I mean, Sam Pittman's got to be feeling the heat. And if if you listen to him, honestly, he sound, or at least his his press conference sounded, is dejected the right word? Just completely void of answers. Lacking confidence. Whatever that means. Again, press conferences don't impact the outcomes of games. But but when I watched that, I thought, this guy doesn't know how to fix the problems facing his football team. Doesn't mean that he doesn't know that. But man, he didn't seem very confident. Did you guys see that also uh, Dan Enos was responding to emails about his play calling? Immediately, like oh, no. immediately after the game. Oh. oh no! Yeah, nothing good could come of that. Go ahead and tell us what he said. Oh, I mean, it was like a series of, "Hey, it's not too late for you to be a coach. Hey, you'd make a great coach." Oh, really? What oh. would you have called in that situation? They're like quarterback sneak. There's there's somebody that sent him like a screenshot of a Madden quarterback sneak. It's like, hey, I know your inbox is probably full this morning and you got a lot going on. I just want to suggest this play call. It's called quarterback sneak. It's where all of the people get really close to the line, and when it's snapped, everybody fires off in the same direction, and the quarterback gets low. And he responded, I don't know if it was to that one or another one, he's like, against gap defense? Ha ha. 
And people were like, quarterback um, sneak works against all defense. There is no defense that can stop a well-executed quarterback sneak. You have a 260-pound quarterback who is a physical runner. Yeah. Shouldn't yeah. really matter what the defense is. It's like, what What are yeah. you doing? That's the bigger question. Just why, why are you responding to emails? Yeah, I mean, if, why? If you had the over under, or not, I guess it's not the over under, but if you had to pick which coach was going to angrily reply to fans via the internet this season, it wouldn't have been Enos. It would have been Hugh Freeze. So good on Hugh. Yeah. He's, you know, he has at least, you know, that's what we that's no, what we like to call improvement. Yeah. Yeah. Even though this week he, yeah. he essentially had to be told that, hey, George is a rival, bud. Speaking of Hugh Freeze, did you hear what he said today? About the the George game going away? Yeah. He's, did he did he give something away there? No. Why do people keep saying we already have next year's schedule? We know who everybody's playing next year. Yeah, but do we know who they're playing? Going forward? No. Well, then we don't know. Well, when they expand to nine, they'll play Georgia. I mean, every does Auburn play Georgia not... next year? I don't know if they do or not. Yes. Okay. Auburn does play Georgia next year? Yeah. Ooh. Yes. Well, I, I thought this was like no different than Hugh Freeze talking, or uh, excuse But Ole Miss what doesn't you... play Alabama next year. Right, 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 right. Auburn plays Georgia next year. Okay. Well, he said that I mean, he's going to miss playing them, so maybe he knows something about 2026. I don't know. Yeah. So we've got the uh, Auburn. Yes. They do play Georgia. Auburn next does year. play Georgia. They've got Arkansas, they Oklahoma, Texas A&M, and Vanderbilt at home, Bama, Georgia, Kentucky, and Missouri. If they don't go to nine, I guess there's a chance that game goes away, but. I mean, a whole new cycle was created out of that. And I, it was like, no, I, people were comparing it to what Lane said. And Ole Miss does not play Alabama next year. So him right. saying, I'm going to miss that game, is like rooted in fact because that game won't exist next year. Weird deal. Yeah. Remember, he also I mean, told a reporter than... that the reporter was wrong for saying that Kirby went to the national championship in year two when. Yeah, it's, I was going to say that also. Yeah. Well, you know. Hey, maybe he's gotten off the internet. He's, he doesn't, he's not looking these things up anymore. Buddy, I got news for you. Um, I know. What's that? You don't have any news for me, I promise. Auburn played Georgia really close on Saturday. Was that more about Auburn or more about Georgia, in your opinion? Oh, that's a good question. I think it's more about Auburn. I think it's more about Auburn and Georgia. It's a big rivalry. Crazy things can happen. Hugh Freeze had him fired up. It was at home. Jordan Hare. There's a, there's think, a Jordan Hare effect Jordan in there Hare. as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's all that is. Yeah. Um, mm. I think it's more about Georgia because it wasn't just that game. You know, every week's different. We talk about it all the time. You know, just just get wins. If you get a win, it's a good week in the SEC because not every game's created equal, uh, right? So LSU beating Arkansas two weeks ago it was close, but you won the game, and it's sometimes it just happens. 
But Georgia has demonstrated the inability to score every single week of the season. All of them. They have struggled out of the gate in every single game this season. UAB, UT Martin, South Carolina, which you can put in those the category with those two, at least defensively. Georgia cannot score. At least not yet. They haven't demonstrated the ability to consistently move the football and put it in the end zone this season. If not for Brock Bowers, they lose that game. Yeah, but isn't that like saying, well, you know, if you take these four plays out, then you don't win. But, but, they're going to run into teams that can actually counterpunch Brock Bowers. Who are they? I I, I mean, on the other side. You're going to get somebody that's going to get up 14-0 on on Georgia because they can't score and then not relinquish that lead. Auburn couldn't move the football. No, 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 I'm not not being, like, defensive when I say that. I'm like, who is that? You've seen their schedule. Tennessee. Ole Miss. Okay. You, you, you don't think Ole Miss could jump two, out right? to an early lead on Georgia? They can. I'm not saying they will, but they can. They are capable. With court, with that quarterback, that quarter... Ole Miss does that, a really good job on its opening possession in the ballgame. And you get up on Georgia 14-0? Can they score on you? Because they can't score on anybody. Auburn has gone, what, six straight games without throwing for 100 yards? Against Power 5 teams. Against Power 5 teams? That 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 actually is remarkable. Hard to believe. Auburn has yeah. played six straight Power Five opponents, in which they have failed to pass the football forward, pass the football for 100 yards. See, and we get this. Auburn went up ten nothing. Yeah, and Georgia Brock Bowers had to be the best player in the country to bail Georgia out. Had to bail them out of that game. So Georgia this year, forty-eight to seven over UT Martin. Um, if I remember correctly, that was a little bit of a slow start. It was like seven to nothing after the first quarter. It was seven to nothing after the first quarter and seventeen to nothing at the half. UT Martin, week two against Ball State. Again, a little bit of a slow start. It was scoreless at the end of the first quarter, and then they went bonkers in the second quarter. They scored five times in the second quarter and led 31 to nothing at, at the half. But they didn't score the first quarter of that game. All against state. South Carolina. Against South Carolina. It was 7 to 3 South Carolina at the end of the first quarter. It was 14 to 3 South Carolina at the half. And then Georgia outscored them 21 to nothing in the second half. Against UAB, which has had its trouble. It was seven to nothing at the end of the first quarter, and then it was seven seven, and then Georgia scored frequently before the end of the half. I think once off a turnover, and that game was twenty eight fourteen at halftime. And then obviously this past week against uh, against Auburn, it trailed at the half of that game. It was 10 nothing Auburn. No, it was tied at the half. It was 10 to nothing Auburn to start the game. 10-10 at the half. And then Auburn led 17 to 10. You know what they call that? A trend. What? what? I mean, never mind Ole Miss in a month. What about Kentucky this Saturday? 
Now, Georgia's style probably matches up well with Kentucky, but still. Yeah. Had, hadn't been great against the run. Sports Talk Mississippi. We're streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State. Let me put it to you this way. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. at Arkansas schedule for a second because everybody is kind of in agreement that Arkansas looked like poo-poo against Texas A&M this past weekend. <laughs> I got a chuckle. I got a chuckle. Every time you say it like that, every time you say it like that, I just I can't help it. They beat Western Carolina 56 to 13 in the season opener. Okay, whatever. 28 to 6 over Kent State and didn't really look good doing it in week two. They lose to BYU 38 31, and that's kind of an inexplicable loss. Not because BYU in and of itself is a bad loss, but Arkansas dominated everything. BYU ran the ball 31 times for 77 yards, Arkansas 39 for 177. BYU threw for 204 yards. Arkansas threw for 247. I mean, the the numbers were in favor of Arkansas. They just couldn't get it done, and they lost that game 38-31. I don't know what that tells us, but that's how it played out. And then they lost at LSU 34-31. LSU kicked a short field goal basically as time expired. And... K.J. Jefferson was good. That is a rivalry game for Arkansas. Whether LSU views it that way or not, that is a game that is very important to Arkansas. Um, K.J. Jefferson threw for 289 and three touchdowns. Jaden Daniels threw for 320 and four touchdowns. That's kind of what he does these days. We are talking earlier about the tight end being out. Luke Haas, the freshman tight end, he had six carries, uh, catches for 116 yards and two touchdowns in that game against LSU. He's out for the year, or at least for the foreseeable future. And then this past week against Texas A&M, I mean, a a late score. It was tight early. Arkansas scored first on a field goal. A&M answered with a touchdown. It was 17-6 at the half. Um, A&M outscored Arkansas 17-16 in the second half. Arkansas got a late touchdown. 34-22 is the final. But Arkansas did not look good in that game. Especially up front. I mean, they, they oh boy, protection. And A&M's really good. KJ Jefferson wrong, was sacked seven times. And that feels low based on how the game went. On the flip side, Max Johnson was not sacked a single time in the game. Not once. Uh, let's see here. Um, A&M had, in addition to the seven sacks, they had two more quarterback hurries. They're, they're bad up there. I mean, this is a pivotal spot, right, for – because if you believe Sam Pittman, they're going to try to try to line up and run the football right at Ole Miss. That's what they're going to try to do. At least that's what it sounds like. So can you match that physicality and control the line of scrimmage because other teams have controlled the line of scrimmage against them 
and force them into passing situations, and if you do that, you win. If you can keep Arkansas off schedule on first and second down, you win. They can't protect him long enough to beat you through the air. and It's not like they have a, a pair of wide receivers like the ones you just saw on Saturday. Last year, Raheem Sanders against Ole Miss, whew, 24 for 232 and three touchdowns. He averaged 9.7 yards per carry. Felt felt like more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. As a team, Arkansas went for 335. Which is less than what Ole Miss rushed for. I just looked at that again. Hey, Dad. Ole Miss had four. It's incredible. It Ole is Miss incredible. Had 463 yards rushing and 240 yards through the air. Holy cow. I have never looked. I've never looked. But that's got to be. yards on 89 plays in a loss. That's got to be, you know, 703 yards, fine. I mean, you know, it happens. Sure. But that's got to be the most yards rushing by a team in a loss. Maybe ever. It's got to be up there. Aside from service academy. you run the ball that much. Yeah, I mean, even they, even they aren't rushing for four. If, if a service academy rushes for 400 yards, it means their time of possession was 95% of the game. So, I mean, that's an, inc- that's an incredible number. I'm, I may look it up during oh, the break. teaser for the next segment. Speaking of service academies, our fishy line of the week. I'm going to West Point. Mm-hmm. Okay. Get that coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. <laughs> Come on. What? Davidson, back in 2018, lost to San Diego 56-52 and rushed for 789 <laughs> yards. Not the How most ever. even possible? How is that possible? It doesn't you, make you, sense. You, you meant FBS, right? That is an FBS or FCS record. I'm trying to see if I can find... What do you say to your one. team yeah. after that? What do you say to them? Why couldn't we throw? Boys, we got to be a little thrown, bit better we on the defensive won. side. <laughs> Boys, all, we needed one stop. Needed a stop. Oh my Five God. o'clock hour coming up. We'll start things off with the college football fix. We'll get to the fishy line of the week. We're going to look at the lines for all the teams in the SEC and some national games of interest. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk. Sports Talk. Mississippi. Woo-hoo! I say sports fans. Now, here's more on Super Talk Mississippi. Well, he asked just a moment ago about the uh, Polk's pick six. This week's games are up. Polk's pick six is live at supertalk.fm slash Polk's. Go there and click on the link. The games that you will pick this week, Old Dominion at Southern Miss, Arkansas at Ole Miss, Western Michigan at Mississippi State, LSU at Missouri, Alabama at Texas A&M, and Oklahoma, Texas in Dallas at the Cotton Bowl Stadium. Tiebreaker, total number of points in the Arkansas-Ole Miss game. Congratulations. Uh, congratulations. Yeah. 
<laughs> Something like I that. I want to say congratulations. Congratulations to Kyle, who was the winner in last week's Polk's Pick 6. He picked Ole Miss over LSU, Bama over State, Texas State over Southern Miss, Texas A&M over Arkansas, Tennessee over South Carolina, and Notre Dame over the Duke Blue Devils. I love asking you guys this every single week. Excluding the one person, Donna, who turned in her picks on Sunday after Donna. all the games were over. Oh, Donna! You should be ashamed of yourself. Excluding Donna... How many people do you think went six and zero? Oh? And I will tell you, it was How more than one. We, we, we had to we, we had to go to had to go to a tiebreaker. Let's see here. Uh, the total. Oh goodness gracious! Total number, number. entrance six hundred ninety one. Oh well, we're gonna get seven hundred this week. First off, out of six hundred ninety one entrants. Oh, by the way, hold on a second. This is really impressive, actually. We had two people who picked LSU, Mississippi State, Southern Miss, Arkansas, South Carolina, and Duke. Oh, we had two offers. There there were two people that went 0 and 6. Ooh. Oof. That is. We're going to send them a prize package of rotten meat. How many people do you think went 6 and 0 last week? 17. How many? Seven and 17. 17. Seven and 17. The correct answer is 40. Whoa. We got smart listeners. Now, Kyle won on the tiebreaker with a total number of points scored in the Ole Miss LSU game of 80. 80 was the closest that anybody picked. 104 was the total. That's the correct thing. No one's right. saying that out loud. Yeah, yeah, like I was I was just like scrolling through. I was like, all right, that's 53. Somebody picked 23. Somebody thought it was going to be a low scoring game. 23, 61, 69, nice. 62, 42, <laughs> 58, 70. Oh, 80. There it is. That's the best hey. number in the tiebreaker, Kyle. Yeah, so, well, that makes sense. Congrats to Kyle. Hey. I've sent him Ro- a message. We'll get his message, uh, his address, and get his prize pack from Polk's. For some good, fantastic sausage coming his way. Goodness gracious. So, late winner here, by the way, because you mentioned USM is playing Old Dominion this week. Philadelphia, Mississippi's own Kadarius Callaway. You guys might remember him. He committed to Alabama, ended up at EMCC. Now he's at Old Dominion. Going into the game last week against Marshall, he had five carries on the season for 25 yards. Okay. Against Marshall, he had 11 carries for 236 yards and three touchdowns. In a loss. In a loss. What is it about teams running the football at will and can't win? So he averaged like 20 yards a carry. He averaged uh, 21.5 yards per carry. Correct. That was rounding to the nearest 10, but... but You did good. You did good. Well, you know. Wow. Good good game. Yeah. All right, Sports Talk Mississippi brought to you every day uh, by C Spire. You can join us on the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395. We're coming to you from the Pearl River Resort Studios. Visit them online at pearlriverresort.com. Let's go and do a little college football fix. 
The college football fix is driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. You can check out the Ford F-150, best-selling truck in America. Why? Because it's the best truck in America. Has been for 44 straight years. Test drive one at your local Mississippi Ford dealer today. All right, we're going to give you some uh, some lines for SEC teams, and then when we come back for the uh, the next segment, we will get to this week's fishy line of the week. LSU is LSU walking into a trap. LSU, yes, headed to Columbia, Missouri for Row Field. Can you be trapped after Sold a loss? Sold out stadium for an 11 a.m. kick. And yet the Tigers are still a six-and-a-half-point favorite. I really don't think you can be trapped after a loss where you gave up 700 yards. That, that, you, that can't be a trap game coming off of a performance like that. I got, uh, I got news for you, boys. Hey, Dad, hey Dad you, were, you quickly said, yes, it's a trap. Mm-hmm. I have taken the Tigers, the other Tigers, to win that game. May I advise you otherwise? Too late, but go ahead. LSU may win this game by four touchdowns. Ooh! Ooh! It ain't, it ain't Wait a minute. Close. Can, I, can I get a double or nothing with LSU with Missouri plus 28? Uh, no, you may not. Nah, we, we, no, we okay. can. I might inflate the line a little bit, but I won't. Uh, I, I won't do it to twenty. Yeah, you're not. You're not in your feelings the way I was last week um, or two weeks ago. No, I, I didn't have a, a friend get called out by a head coach to make me sad and make a stupid bet. I did not. Um, LSU's a six and a half point favorite. I mean, everybody's going oh, Missouri. Oh, look out for Missouri. Five and zero Missouri. Quarterback's really playing well. Luther Burden, better look out for him. Mm. Bad news, Mizzou fans. Bad news. Western Michigan in Starkville to take on Mississippi State. The Broncos of Western Michigan, they're catching 20, getting 20 points. Yeah. And also tweeting out uh, graphics that said they want to eat Mississippi State's mascot. Doesn't sound like eat a dog. Yeah, I mean, but they're a horse too. Horses are vegetarians. I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, I I think it was um, a figure of speech. That that player looked like he was going after the dog to eat it. He did. He He had a hungry look. Really mean. So literal. Don't chase dogs like that. Over under twenty nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine butts in seats at the peak of the crowd. We discussed that on tomorrow's Thunder and Lightning podcast, and uh, my co-host and I are on opposite sides. I would take the under. It's going to be really, really nice on Saturday. That is a that's the thing it has going for every two seats. That is that's what it has going 50%. for it, is that it's going to be nice. Because I was talking about last year's game against uh, East Tennessee State, and he's like, it was really cold that day. And he's correct. It was cold. It's the last week, second last game of the year. But I, I just don't, I think, uh, the other thing, I, the way I'm looking at it is, this is State's fifth home game in six weeks. People just are running out of money. 
I mean, the average fan cannot and, and afford look, even, five even, home games in six weeks. Even the, the people that can, that is a lot to mm-hmm. ask. It's a lot to ask if you're not living, it, you know, within an exhausting. hour of, of Starkville. Yeah. Oh, I, I think if you live in Starkville mm-hmm. and, and are, like, walking distance to the stadium, that five, five home games in six weeks is a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. What Western Michigan. State's got to be the only team in the world, eight home games, and still the home game, it's like lopsided. They couldn't spread it out. You know, they say they have, now, they, now they're what, 30 days straight or, or 27 days away from home. They play on Saturday, and then they have a, an off week, and then two road games. Hmm. Like, how, how did that happen? Um, Western Michigan lost, uh, they beat St. Francis to start the year, lost to Syracuse. Lost to Iowa. Good. I mean, Iowa's offense scored forty-one on them. They uh, they lost to Toledo. Toledo's pretty good, by the way. And then mm-hmm. they had a good win against Ball State this past weekend, forty-two twenty-four. That's not a terrible Ball State team. Like like Ball State has been competitive in some of their losses this year, and now they head to Starkville. Not a super easy schedule for uh, Western Michigan. Uh, are you giving the twenty? Or are you taking the points? I'd give the 20. Yeah, I agree. Alabama is a two-and-a-half-point favorite in College Station against Texas A&M. Look at that over-under. Hmm? Look at that over-under. That's an NFL over-under, 46. So Miami scored more than that on their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Florida favored by 18.5 at home against Vanderbilt. Georgia favored by 14.5 at home against Kentucky. And Ole Miss 11, 11.5 as a favorite against Arkansas. Fishy line of the week when we come back. To Sports Talk Mississippi. Are you ready? On the Super Talk app, supertalk.fm, and always on your local Super Talk Mississippi station. Sports Talk Mississippi is brought to you in part by Genteel Apparel. Genteel is the official apparel provider of Sports Talk Mississippi. I went by Genteel's warehouse today, visited with Blake and the crew a little bit. Got to see them and see some of the new fall stuff they've got in. We've been telling you about those quarter zips. You're going to need one this weekend. And if you hurry, and I mean hurry, you might still be able to get one before this weekend. Of course, you can also go to the men's stores across the state of Mississippi that sell Genteel Apparel and uh, have one in your hand this afternoon or tomorrow. Harry Meyer Clothing in Meridian, Landry's in Oxford, S.F. Aldman in Gulfport, Smith & Company in Greenwood, Steve's on the Square in Philadelphia, Country Gentleman in Greenville, Chandelure Outfitters in Ocean Springs, Kincaid's in Ridgeland, and many, many more. Check them out. Great selection of uh, fall merchandise, Still can get some savings, and if you order online and you enter your email address, you can save 10% on your order at genteelapparel.com. It is time for the Fishy Line of the Week, and it's brought to you by PTG Outdoors. Are you ready for winter? Probably not, right? You're probably ready for fall. We're all ready for fall, but here's what we know about weather in Mississippi. 
it could go from fall to winter like that if you're not careful. So are you ready for winter? Well, PTG Outdoors is ready to help you. Remember, hey, we're just the messenger. We know it's hard to accept the difficult decision every autumn that you have had your last outing on the water for the year. But that fateful decision day is coming, and it's coming soon. So you should call today to book your spot on their schedule to get your boat or your RV winterized to avoid those costly repairs later. That's one piece of maintenance that if you have a boat or you have a motorhome that you are not using almost constantly during the cold months, you can really, really get yourself into trouble. I have to ask every year, I'm like, okay, winterize. Make sure it's ready for the winter, and then you don't have to do anything in the spring. If it's properly winterized, you don't have to worry about it. They can make sure all the water's out of the lines. There's nothing in the motors. You're not going to end up with a cracked foot. You're not going to end up with a line that's burst that you didn't know because you didn't do what you needed to do. And by the way, we'll help you save. If you use the promo code SPORTSTALK, you can get a 10% discount on the winterization of your boat or RV at PTG Outdoors. They've got locations in Grenada and in Greenville. Check them out. PTG Outdoors. All right. Fishy line of the week. Michael Borky, you have already teased yours. If I told you that Boston College of the (laughs) ACC is on the road at, what is it, uh, Mikey Stadium? Isn't that Mm -hmm. how they pronounce it? At West Point. What would you think that spread is? Uh, Touchdown, probably, maybe up to 10 points. With with Army favored? No. Oh, you think Boston College should be favored by a touchdown or more? You would think, just generally speaking, an ACC team playing West Point, it's two and a half in favor of Army. That shocked me when I saw that. Yeah. And you're going to get people like me that are going to put action on Boston College. Well, ACC team underdog on the road? Yeah. Give me that. No, Army's going to win by two touchdowns or more. So you think Army mm-hmm. should be a bigger favorite? I think game. so. I think they are a better football team than Boston College by a hefty margin. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my fishy line of the week takes us to the Big Ten. Now, if you want to watch this game, you're going to have to make sure that you've got the Peacock app or Peacock streaming. Rutgers is 4-1 and one on the year. They're 1-1 one one in Big Ten play. Wisconsin is 3-1. Is and one. They have won their only Big Ten game. They lost to Washington State. They got an okay win over Georgia Southern. They beat a bad Purdue team. Rutgers is 4-1 and one this year. And Rutgers has played well, and yet Wisconsin is a 14-point favorite? You smell that? Ah, That smells a little fishy to me, boys. That one smells a little fishy. We'll we'll keep an eye on that one. Rutgers, by the way, this year, wins over Northwestern and Temple and Virginia Tech. And Wagner, 
Their only no, loss no. this season is to Michigan. All right. Well, well, Wagner took two losses this year, but you're talking about, you know, two yes, separate things. Uh, yes, I'm talking about Wagner. Two separate things. Hey, Dad, do you have a fishy yes. line of the week? I do. Hey, Cloverleaf Mall, fire up the clip machine. Why is Southern Miss a two-point favorite over just about anybody right this second? Mm. I, I just mentioned Old Dominion. The Old Dominion's two and three on the year. They beat Louisiana. They have a win over some other FCS team. They played Marshall really tough last week. What, what am I missing here? Southern Miss is playing awful football right now. They can't stop anybody. They, you know, they put a bunch of points on the board when the game was already in hand for Texas State last week. They couldn't win in Jonesboro. Wrong team favored. Old Dominion should be a two-point favorite in this one. Old Dominion's losses are at Virginia Tech by 19 and against Wake Forest where they lost by three, and then the aforementioned yeah. Marshall. Yes, but but may I point yeah. you to may I point you to one score? Sure. Old Dominion has a 10-9 win. Over Texas A and M, Texas. Texas. <laughs> I actually clicked on it. I thought it because all I saw was the C. I was like, "Oh, Texas A and M Corpus Christi." Nope, Texas A and M Commerce. They beat them ten to nine. Very industrious team. Yeah, yeah. Well, right. I don't know about that one, but I'm just telling you right now. I don't. I don't have a lot of faith in the way Southern Miss is playing right this second. Mm. So if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But to me. Get a little whiff of the sea there. Larry says we need to answer to the fishy line of the week last week. No, we don't. That's exactly why it was fishy. The the whole point of this exercise is 80% of the money was on LSU, and the odds makers said we are not moving this line. Like I mean, th- that was the point. That was the point. What what did the odds makers know that we didn't? That 80% of the yeah. betting public didn't know. That had it won as a small line and ultimately saw Ole Miss win the game. It's kind of the definition of a fishy when, line. The when you go to the MGM exercise. Grand later next year and there's a whole new wing on it, Ole Miss put it there. Called the Jackson Dart suite because he put it there. That I mean, that just shows you how good they are. Now, of course, they don't bat a thousand, but man, 80% of the money. 80%. No, 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 no. 80% of the bets. Well, and some services, there was the money, too. I, I saw one that was like 36% of the money was on Ole Miss uh, to, to cover that line. Mm. The money. And they didn't budge. No, it, it, it stayed pretty uh, pretty stagnant all week long. It absolutely did. Where, where, where did it close? What was the final line for that game? I, dude, I never saw three. I'm sure it's somebody had three, but I never saw three. Okay. There you go. So Ole Miss was like a two and a half point underdog. I still most, think some of our audience is not getting this exercise. Somebody said y'all called it fishy. I'm trusting Vegas. It, it's that's the, the, that's the, the point. I, the idea uh, is look, you 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 look you're not, at the you're not number, getting the, the drift here. The the number that goes on the game, like you're you're going through and you're looking at all these. You're like, wait, that doesn't make sense on the surface. That doesn't make sense. We we. Seed the point, C E D E, seed the point all the time that Vegas is smarter than us. And by the way, when we say Vegas is smarter, 
That does not mean a bunch of old men in silk suits sitting in a dark room with cigars and cigar smoke hovering as they sip scotch and decide what the line is going to be on the game. In years gone by, maybe that's what the scene looked like. It's supercomputer algorithm power rankings now. Yeah. Yeah. So to put it in more understandable terms, let's say State had only been a one-point underdog last week to Alabama. That's fishy. And we would be like, wait, what? That's fishy. We've been like, what, what is going on? None of us know. None of us are saying that's what's going to happen. What we're saying is that line doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's the fishy line of the week. Brought so to you I'm, by PTG Outdoors. Yeah, like I'm, I'm looking at Wisconsin Rutgers and I'm going, I don't know that I understand why Wisconsin's a 14 point favorite here. A couple of pretty evenly matched teams. Borky's saying, I don't understand why Army's only a two and a half point favorite against Boston College. I think Army's a good bit better than that. Hey, Dad goes, I don't know why Miss Southern Miss is favored against anybody right now. That doesn't really make sense. Kind of smells fishy. Hence, the fishy line of the week. Don't forget, use Sports Talk as the promo code. Get 10% off the winterization of your boat or RV at PTG Outdoors. Locations in Grenada and Greenville. We're back after this on Sports Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi. Introducing to you Sports Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV. If you're looking for a new truck, especially a new Ford truck, let me tell you about my friends at Belk Ford in Oxford. They have gotten you covered. Uh, noticed when I was driving by this morning that there are a handful of new Ford F-150s on the lot. So the, uh, the supply has been replenished. Great options for you to tr- choose from. But it's not just F-150s. They've got Broncos, they've got Expeditions, they've got Explorers, and a great selection of used cars. Plus, their sister stores, Oxford Toyota, just up the hill, just to the east. I mean, you don't even have to leave the parking lot, and you can get to Oxford Toyota, where they've got the Tundra and the Camry and the 4Runner and so many others to choose from. Belk Ford, Oxford Toyota, they're located on Highway 6 West. Family company, have been for a really, really long time. And they've been a Ford dealership since 1961. Check them out. They will treat you exactly the same way. That's like family. And it's not just when you're buying the vehicle. They'll get you the best financing they can get, give you the best deal that they can give you. You'll be happy when you walk away, but it's not like you're walking away for good because they're going to take care of you after the sale as well. Uh, the first oil change is on them. They'll rotate the tires for you. Any minor maintenance that needs to be done, no problem. It can be handled on site. Same thing for the major issues that sometimes you face with older vehicles. Belk Ford, Oxford Toyota, great service department, great people. Tell them you heard about them on Sports Talk Mississippi. It's Belk Ford on Highway 6 West in Oxford. So we were looking at um, some of the lines 
We kind of zipped through those last three in the SEC. Is 18 and a half too many for Florida? Who in their last two games has won 27 to 9 against Charlotte and got curb stomped by Kentucky? It's either that game is either going to finish really, really, really close, like two, three points, or Florida's going to win by like 30 plus. So the line is weird for me because I don't think 18 is right. I don't think 28 10 is happening. I think it's going to be like 27 24. Or 48-7. If it's 27-24, who wins it? I still think Florida wins, but man, they would be they would be puckered up down there. Can you imagine the reaction if Florida loses this game? That would be that, I think. That would be that. And then I think Strickland's gone at the end of the season. They bring in a new AD and hire a new football coach. Mm. Uh, Georgia favored by 14-and-a-half against the Kentucky Wildcats. What are you going to get? Are you going to get Georgia flexing, or do you believe in Kentucky? Can they flex? I'm just trying to think. I'm going back to the previous game. I'm trying to think, has any coach ever lost two straight to Vanderbilt and kept his job? Did James Franklin beat Ole Miss two years in a row? Yeah, but it was ten and eleven, right? So Nut got fired. I was no, I was thinking earlier. Like in wasn't it like in that oh seven oh eight? Well, then that's two different coaches. James Franklin was at Vanderbilt from eleven to thirteen. Where are you getting oh seven from? Yeah, Vanderbilt beat Ole Miss oh seven oh eight, but that's two different coaches. That's the last year of Orgeron and the first year of Nut. Not beat him in 09, so he didn't lose two straight. Okay. Yeah, okay. Same with 11 and 12. That's what you're thinking of. 11 and 12, he beats two. He beats Ole Miss twice, but he beats two different coaches. He beats uh, Nutt at the end and Freeze at the beginning. There it is. Okay. Once again, my Ole Miss knowledge has saved us. I mean, you're just... It's I'm encyclopedic. Just Georgia 14 and a half. Too big, not enough. Maybe the same thing. Maybe really close, or Georgia just eats them alive. I expect this to be close. I think it's going to be close. I, th- I think, I think, I think Kentucky, Kentucky's just not intimidated by anybody. They may be the toughest team not in the right SEC they're, in they're terms of physical. They're really toughness. confident right now. Yeah. Um. And then Ole Miss favored by 11 over Arkansas. We've talked about that game a lot today. Some some fascinating national games. Texas is a six-point favorite over Oklahoma and Red River. This one could be really fun. Oklahoma's been very good offensively. Jeff Levy is calling really, really good games right now. Dylan Gabriel's playing at a high level. And... Oklahoma has a pulse defensively. It's almost like there was some getting rid of stuff that needed to happen post-Lincoln Riley when Brent Venables came in. By the way, Head Ed, are you revising your Brent Venables will never coach a game in the SEC prediction? No, I said he would never coach a game in the SEC if they had another bad season, which appears yeah, they're you, not going you, to. You kept thinking they were going. You, I, you, you didn't think well, I mean, let's, was going to be in Let there. me see what happens. 
Let me see what happens Saturday. That could be if they lose bad, it could be on the way yeah, down. I think you're crawfishing a little. I think you've said you didn't we'll think see. Brent Venables would ever see the SEC. Well, if that's the case, then yeah, I would revise that prediction. But we'll see. There's football still to be played. There is. Pretty good start to the day with that one right out of the gate Excellent. and LSU-Missouri right out of the gate. And, I mean, Maryland-Ohio State's a big line, but still, you got that too. Yeah, Maryland at Ohio State. Maryland a 19.5-point underdog. Does Ohio State flex, or is this tight? Ryan Day, uh, despite trying to flex and be a bad you-know-what when talking junk to a we are tough. 120-year-old man in Lou Holtz, who, by the way, Lou Holtz dropped Ohio State five spots in his rankings after their bye week. I mean, just chef's kiss. Perfect troll from Lou. I love that. Um, Ryan Day's too conservative offensively. You have those weapons. You've got those weapons. And you run the ball a little underneath stuff, punt it away, don't take any risks. Brother, you take risks when you dye your beard once a week. Uh, <laughs> open it up a little bit. Ah! <laughs> oh, Ryan Day with the Just for Men NIL deal. Oh, my goodness gracious. Forky, just, that, there it was. That was just a... Just slip that jab in. Oh my gosh. You take a risk every time you dye your beard. You're not wrong. They play somebody, a really good defense, though. Somebody sent us an advanced stat, stats preview of the Old Dominion Southern Miss game that gives Old Dominion a 59.53 win probability chance. Yeah, that chart was really spot on. I, that that guy's pretty popular on on uh, the internet with his advanced stats charts, and they are really thorough. Uh, he absolutely nailed the Ole Miss LSU game. I mean, just nailed it. Played out exactly what, how the chart said his, it would. Did it? it was like, are you being serious? Yeah, or are you I'm being serious. Yeah, being, if, if you go okay. back and find it, guy nailed it. Okay. Yeah, worth keeping uh, worth keeping an eye on Washington State uh, getting three and a half at UCLA. That's an interesting one. I thought that was a little fishy as well. And then Notre Dame, a six-and-a-half-point favorite against Louisville. I feel like Notre Dame might be walking into a hornet's nest. Yeah. At what was formerly opposite. known as Papa John Stadium. In know. the oven, yeah. I, I, doesn't matter. I feel the opposite. Did you ever meet Papa? I thought Louisville should have. You know, I never met him. He uh, He came to Memphis twice. When I was working there, but it, I never met him. Never met the guy. Hmm. The highest up guy I ever met was like the, he was like the number three, like the CFO or something. So, I didn't know if there was like to a go back to football or something. That's, no, no. Well, they, they had one, but I was never invited to it. So, hmm. um, I think I watched the Louisville North Carolina State game and I thought North Carolina State should have won that game. I mean, they, they gave it away with turnovers. I was not really that impressed with Louisville. I think Notre Dame might get this one. Okay. I just got to keep riding the Louisville train since I predicted them to be this. As you should. So, uh, 100% keep, keep you riding. should. Um, yeah. Come on, ride that train, Richard. And ride it. <laughs> Go ahead and dance in your seat there. It's a choo-choo. Uh, let's see right. here. 
I don't even know what that message means. Robert says, day crying, it's Ohio against the world. Such a baby calling out the poor old coach. I mean... It is funny, though. Lou Holtz being called out, I have no issue with that. At all. Yeah. None at all. That's a conniving dude behind closed doors. <laughs> Publicly? Just whatever. I know that was not a good... unlike Ohio State. Hey, Dad, that was wrong. That was so wrong. Ceasefire text line is open to you at 601-879-4395. Jump in, be a part of the conversation. We'll wrap it up with you coming up next right here in the Pearl River Resort Studio. Sports Talk Mississippi continues. Major League Baseball's playoffs began today. There's a little bit of a, uh, if a tree falls in the forest and nobody's there to hear it, does it make a sound? And some of that, Michael Borky, you say is because of the network that is airing the games? Yeah, according to Awful Announcing, today on ESPN from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. So there's there's two shows uh, that run from, from those times. It's uh, Get Up and First Take. The only mentions of the Major League Baseball playoffs, the wild card rounds, that air on their network were three very short promos from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. on the network so that is airing like the games. previews of the wild card? Nothing. They didn't, get, they didn't bring in Jeff Passan to, to break down the games. I mean, even if you don't know, you know, if the hosts don't know what they're... I mean, you, you really want Mike Greenberg breaking down the baseball playoffs? I don't. Bring in somebody that does and ask him questions. They they air the games well, on their oh, network. Mad Dog not on with Stephen A. I, I guess not. Must not have been. They air the games. You on their know network. that cat's talking playoffs. Oh no doubt. Uh, Texas beat Tampa Bay four zip earlier today. Minnesota is leading Toronto three to one in the top of the eighth inning. And Did uh, Toronto move from Canada to some place in Latin America. What just happened there? Uh, Arizona is at Milwaukee. Miami is at Philadelphia. Remember, these are the wild card round games. They are best of three series, and all three games, if necessary, are played in the same place. So the higher seed hosts all three games of the wild card. The winners of these games will go to their slots in the bracket. It is a bracketed system, and it's not like a reseed deal in the in the NFL side of things. So, um, we will, we will move forward into bracket play with the division rounds, which are best of five, and then league championship series on both sides in the, uh, the World Series, all best of seven. Are you guys going to get engaged in play- baseball playoffs this year? I will. I'll watch. Yeah. Nope. Never do when the Giants aren't in it. 
Does the World Series not interest you at all? No, nah, especially if the Dodgers are in or out. I'll just sit there and hate watch it for nine innings. Yeah. So the Orioles are the one seed in the American League, and they will get the winner of Rays Rangers. The Astros are the two seed in the American League, and they will get the winner of Twins Blue Jays. On the National League side, the Braves get the winner of Phillies Marlins, and the Dodgers get the winner of Brewers Diamondbacks. We get the Orioles in the World Series? That'd be fun, wouldn't it? Yeah. That'd be really fun. Robbie told me something today when we were recording, and I, I'm surprised with this. Mississippi State has more players in postseason baseball this year than any other school. Really? Seven players playing, Pro- playing professional from, uh, from Mississippi State. State. Professional. Yes, professional postseason baseball. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> it took me a second, too. I was like, what other kind of ba- Oh. Oh. Yes. 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 Sorry, I so, couldn't help. But, yeah, seven former Bulldogs in the bigs now playing uh, postseason baseball. Let's, um, let's finish with something fun. Ole Miss has to write LSU a check for $100,000. The, the new rules that are in place, in case you missed it, and by the way, reset the, the fine structure for everybody in the league. If you rush the field in a conference game, you have to write a check to the opposing team. If you rush the field after a win against a non-conference team, you write a check to the SEC's postgraduate scholarship fund. First fine is $100,000, second fine is $250,000, third fine is $500,000, and if you go past that, then you know you like really get called to the principal's office. Can we spend more time on this tomorrow? Because I love this idea and think we can get some laughs out of Hey Dad, especially with this one. If if Keith Carter has to actually write the check himself and sign it on behalf of the Ole Miss Athletics Department, what does he write in the memo line? <laughs> what would you write in the memo uh, line? That's a good one. I have to think about that. Over 700 yards on that three-letter word for Heine. <laughs> what if he just put hashtag let the band play neck? Uh, Which apparently the Ole Miss band did late into the evening on Saturday night. Well, you just go the Borky route and just put to Our Lady of the Lake and just go from there. <laughs> yeah. CC. Uh, yeah. Somebody said worth every penny. Somebody says GTHLSU. They were the old T-shirts is- back in the uh, 80s that had LSU-SUX on the front. Yeah, LSU across the chest, SUX going down off the S, and then on the back it said, Hey, Hodson, yank my Heisman. <laughs> I remember that from a long time ago. Oh, me. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll circle back to that tomorrow afternoon. Thanks for being with us in the Pearl River Resort Studios. For Michael Borky and Brian Hey Dad, I'm Richard Cross. Have a great Tuesday night. Incredible! 
Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWG Employer Services A Super Talk Mississippi media production. 